So would you care to reflect further upon uh, Hitler's micro penis, Travis? I, I, I just on the way in here. Uh, on the way, way in to here, start you out. find yourself just reflecting upon micro peen in general. Well, no, it was a podcast I was listening to, and they mentioned that uh, the people say that Hitler had a, a micro penis. I heard so. he only had one ball. Yeah, that's what actually brought him to that. They were talking. <laughs> It was it was the Comedy Cellar podcast, and they uh, Tom Green was on there, and they were talking about like testicular cancer and the dangers of that. And then somebody brought up uh, Hitler only had one ball, and he's like, "Yeah, I think he had a micro penis too." Jojo <laughs> <laughs> so, Rabbit in theaters. I have not Googled it. So, uh, if anybody has Googled Hitler's micro penis, please let me know the results. Uh, Hitler, <laughs> welcome to Hitler's micro penis with Travis Tate. <laughs> Uh, no, you, you are listening Guess to... Because that's a, a title that'll get some downloads. <laughs> the Hitler, is this our our pivot? We're going to pivot <laughs> to micropene? Um, Only when it's appropriate. Late to the micropene with Travis Tate. Oh, wait, wait, wait. No, I'm sorry. You are listening to mm-hmm. Late to the Party with Travis Tate. Welcome yeah. in, everyone. I'm Travis Tate. This is Jake. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> I'm old Jake Micropene Doll. Wait, no. Oh, Stop. boy. Shoot. Spoilers. T-shirts. Oh, can't take it back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. What have I done? <laughs> We're more popular than ever, but oh, God. <laughs> no, okay. Oh, let's, uh, let's, tr- let's transition from the micro-peen, Travis. All right. Uh, what's up, buddy? Here in the cold uh, Salt Lake Valley, what's up? Oh, I am just uh, <clears throat> dreading the storm we're going to get this week. Looking forward to uh, a lot of good mail carrying? Not not specifically. Uh, so, I don't know wherever... If, if, we got glisters all over the globe. If you live in a climate where you get winter, hey, you know what? We are brothers and sisters. We are... We're going to go through the same thing here. If you're spoiled and you live in a, a nice tropical or uh, warm climate during the winter, you know what? Just enjoy it. I'm, yeah. I'm not going to say anything rude, but just enjoy it. Yeah, Be thankful. Uh, be thankful. It's only been one day of snow, and I'm already the most depressed I've been yep. all year. Yep, and we're going to get like four straight days of snow. Oh, uh, happy not Thanksgiving, everybody. Driving in it, sitting in it. You Living sit in, in the snow? Loving in it. Loving the snow? Uh, yeah. Yeah, don't you? Sitting in the snow actually probably... I mean, that's like sitting in... That's you know from, those uh, uh, that, that Polar Bears Association or whatever? They go... Out there, and old guys go out and jump in there. Is it naked? Is it naked, Travis? I, I don't know. I don't know if it's naked. Does it matter at that temperature if you're naked or not? Speaking of micro penis, <laughs> what what if I did say yes? It's like a but. What are those uh, cryogenic freezing chambers or something? Uh, they that call that carbonite. rich people do. Oh yeah, <laughs> the Mandalorian has those. No, these rich people climb into these cryo chamber thingies, and their heads are sticking out, but everything else is enclosed. And they stand there for like three minutes, and it's like two hundred degrees below zero. Or I don't know what it is. I mean. I, you know, I've I've uh, been into like Tim Ferriss stuff. That's kind of the dieting stuff that I'm into. Mm-hmm. And he's, he advocates for like jumping in a cold or like taking cold showers in the morning or jumping in a cold pool. <laughs> Every once in a while, I have a cold shower just because somebody else used all the hot water, not because I want it. Uh, during the run of the Greatest Jake, when I lost a bunch of weight, I was doing cold showers for like two minutes every morning. <laughs> It was intense. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've had to, just by necessity, like I said, take a cold shower. And you know what? It doesn't happen when you first turn it on. Like, your water heater tries. and it, But then eventually it gives up. And 
there's no more hot water left and there you are with shampoo all over your hair and in your eyes and all of a sudden you're freezing and it's a just take a deep breath and stick your head in there because you got to get the shampoo off. You yeah. know, it never happens while you're after you've shampooed. No, it's always in the middle of of rubbing it into your scalp. It was like the most intense. Like you, you, I would take the hot shower first and then turn it to cold and then just slowly wait as what I have done had settled in, <laughs> and just just standing there like t- imagine the tightest you've ever made your body. Okay, I'm like, thinking. Like seriously, like like just like like a like the kind of I like the idol at the start of Indiana Jones. That's what you I would look like in a shrink shower. Down, just shrunk down, like oh oh my god. <laughs> but uh, you know, it supposedly gets the metabolism going in the morning. That's what they say. I don't know. I mean, I spend a lot of time out in the cold and. I don't feel any better for it. I hate the cold so much. They say it's supposed to help your joints and all that. Like, ah, it kills me, man. I got arthritis. It oh, man. I am I am fortunate that I do not have any of that dealing with cold. I just hate it intensely. There's a lot to hate about it. A lot to hate. So if you're dealing with it, you know what? Just If you can stay home, get a nice cup of warm hot chocolate or coffee or whatever you're into. Get a blanket. Maybe if you still have a Snuggie, throw that on. Maybe if you have like a Tickle Me Elmo or a Furby. What? Just keep have that keep you company. And then just listen to Late to the Party with Travis Tate. Yeah, snuggle Get up. Get nice and cozy. We we got nice warm voices. That was like half Elvis, half Bing Crosby. Wow, is that Magic Mike? It was Bing, <laughs> Bing Presley. Bing Presley? Or Elvis Crosby. Elvis Crosby. Elvis Crosby sounds like somebody you could hang out with, actually. You think so? Or a skater. Oh. <laughs> you ever you ever follow uh, Tony Hawk on Twitter? Uh, I think I do. I don't see a lot from his, him. His no. Twitter is mostly just kind of sad, I got recognized stories. <laughs> oh, man. Could you imagine if that's what you cared about? <laughs> I mean, it's one thing no, if he you're... Does, a- he doesn't care about it. It's literally his stories of like, yeah, I was at the... Uh, He's just like I was at the airport, and uh, you know, on on his uh, driver's license, I think it's like Anthony Hawk. You're like, oh, you look like I got Tony Hawk. Are you guys? Did you know that? He's like, yeah. It's mostly just things like being vaguely recognized. Tony Hawk's like six five, right? I have no idea. I think he's he's quite tall, and if he's a man, he's probably late forties, early fifties. I mean, if you can put together the name Tony Hawk and say you look like Tony Hawk, how many other Anthony Hawks are out there that are that size? I have no idea. With that, those facial features, he just probably wearing of, a helmet. He just has lots of stories like that. Riding a skateboard through the airport, going down the escalator. He ollies up onto the escalator and grinds down. No, he doesn't do that. He- <laughs> it wouldn't grind, actually. The, the rubber would probably stop. On think the about, grinders, and you'd just be standing there. It would be embarrassing, really. Think about what old wrestlers' bodies are like, and then think about what like skaters probably put themselves through. I don't know. I don't think it's the same. Because, I mean, skaters can take really bad falls, but they're much lighter. And, you know, because you, you don't see a lot of big, hefty uh, guys skateboarding. I mean, I tried it when I was a kid. I was too big, unfortunately. Does that seem to be the thing? Is that because they're heftier? That it wouldn't work? Or no, the just wrestlers? They, they take more damage because they're, well, they're hefty boys. Well, that in cocaine. 
I think that's a that's a big reason. I am not that, prepared to say <laughs> that that like you know popular '90s skaters were not on cocaine. That's true. Lot. That's true. I don't know. I've just, you just seen like those bail videos, and it's it, it's like the it, it's the balancing of like botched wrestling moves versus like anytime one of those guys falls off a skateboard, they take massive damage. But it's usually not a botched wrestling move that ends a career. It's like wear and tear, and then like the nightly travel and doing it every single night. I have no, I have no reference. I guess I just have to look up like how much wear and tear has poor Tony Hawk taken. <laughs> I mean, not to say that skaters don't take wear and tear because I mean they are jumping and they're landing on a wooden piece, you know, piece of wood with wheels on it, and they're doing all sorts of crazy tricks. Yeah. But they are, they seem to be a little more healthy, especially now. I think a lot of them eat pretty clean. Oh yeah, and they, they have a little like, better lifestyle. They're also not ruled by like an evil madman who is constantly <laughs> trying to screw them over. So well, I don't know. I don't I, know. I don't know who owns the the skateboarding federation that I know of. We'll say okay. We'll say there's like <laughs> what if Tony Hawk is that man? Tony Hawk is the Vince McMahon You're of skating. Fired. Like, yeah. Do it all for me. <laughs> I watched a little uh, wrestling this weekend. How, how had, wrestling? It was Survivor Series weekend, so and they also had NXT Takeover. It was a good weekend of watching wrestling. I got to be honest with you. Really, Takeover was excellent. Survivor Series was really good. The Takeover was excellent. I've heard rumors to the effect of uh, CM Punk sort of coming around again. He is currently appearing on. Uh, it's a WWE like recap, almost like Sports Center type show. Yeah. That is on FS1. Yeah, that and he has I'd a contract been, through Fox Sports One. Yeah, that was the thing WWE. that I had, I had heard about. So the WWE yeah. basically Vince can't fire him. No, he can't fire him. But I think it's kind of I don't know. I think it's opening the door. I think it's just it's probably inevitable that he's going to come back for one last run because his MMA career hasn't like set the world on fire or anything. But if he came back to wrestling, I mean, people would go bananas. He'd make a ton of money just off of T-shirts, let alone, you know, what he was getting paid in the ring for those payouts. So, I mean, sometimes there's, you know, there's bad blood. And then there's also like throwing away a chance at a ton of money. How did he do in (laughs) MMA? I think he did okay. I mean, he he's not going to. He's not going to be Brock Lesnar or any of those guys in MMA. We've established Brock Lesnar is not human. No, I mean, Brock Lesnar is also not humane. He's our age. He's my he's my height. Obviously, he's got a different. He's like my height. If I laid down, he's my height. Shoulder to shoulder. Yeah, he's pretty wide. He's he's like shaped like a piece of pizza. Really? He's got little tiny legs. You hear that Brock Lesnar? I just said you have little tiny legs, but you do. Uh-oh. You have little tiny legs, Brock. You brought up pizza. And a, and a red face. You look like every 80s wrestler because they were drunk going to the ring. Speaking of pizza and red faces. <laughs> Travis, Travis, what the hell? What is Papa John? Well. What is he? The pizza just isn't as good as when I was there overseeing every pizza being made. So... That Apparently was, he thinks that's what he was doing. That's kind of been the talk of the town today is Papa John and his really weird post being <laughs> the CEO interview. Where I, I think he was still wearing like Papa John's ish shirt. Yeah, I mean that he probably yeah, just he's still, had, like former That's probably his style and he just slapped founder, Papa John's still, on one. Yeah, he's just wearing Papa John's shirts. <laughs> <laughs> he's Papa John's <laughs> Super John and Johnsy, 
Uh, so things that he's things he says in this interview. Number one, he's visibly wet and kind of looks like Frank Stallone. I mean, maybe maybe they caught him at twenty four four hour fitness. We I know. guess he 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 states that he's had over forty pizzas in the last thirty days. <laughs> Which would probably just explain from the Papa witness. John's. He didn't. He didn't say if it was just from Papa John's. True. True. He might be out there. Just he, he's. What if he's been eating DiGiorno this whole time and he doesn't even know that it was not <laughs> delivery? I guess. He, wait, no, he did say, but he did say forty pizzas. So we're assuming forty full pizzas, right? He. I mean, judging by his bloated face, I would say yes. But then his face he, was a little bloated. He spoke about that, like, ah, oh, they, they've, they've changed, <laughs> they've changed the recipe. It's not as good as when it's I was there. It's not as good as it used to be. I've consumed thirty to forty pizzas. I haven't had a Papa John's pizza in probably fifteen years, and I've had in my whole life maybe four. And I just remember that it was okay. I generally try to avoid it. It's not, you know, it, it's it's pizza. I mean, okay, it's not let, hard let's, to avoid let's rank our national chain pizzas. I couldn't. I couldn't possibly. You couldn't possibly? I couldn't possibly. I have a Domino's in my town, so I, we eat a lot of Domino's. And I, I was, it's not bad, but I do get bored with Domino's. I was going to say I have a Little Caesars near me, so I rank that number one as that it's easiest to go get a pizza. Anymore. I like Little Caesars sauce. I like Little Caesars cheese. I like Little Caesars crust. Uh, if I got my shoes and shoes on, I'm going to have the pie. The pie is but not a, a national one, chain, but the pie the pie probably is the best pizza in Utah. If it, if we're talking about a national chain, they're just all pizza to me. There's not really I mean a, there's different. Like I, I like the crust at Pizza Hut. I don't eat Pizza Hut a lot, but when you get that buttery, like fattening crust, yeah. that's pretty good stuff. You can't eat a lot of it. I don't think I'm a fan of that. It's a little oily for my taste. See, I like to eat it with a fork. Okay. It's almost like a bread lasagna. Cheese in the crust. <laughs> Travis, I've noticed if I go like a, they don't have a lot of sit down Pizza Huts anymore. They don't have a lot of sit down pizza in general. That's really. true. That's true. But if I if I eat it with a fork because it's like fresh and it's like super cheesy and stuff, I eat less. Is if I pick it up and just shove it in my mouth, I eat way faster. Hmm. So I'm saying, eat your pizza with a fork. Nope. Then you won't look like a dork. Put that on a t-shirt too. I think that's t-shirt. gonna be a hard push, Travis. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. I don't like. It. Just like I said, it's okay. Even though it makes you look like a dork, I will say though, Little Caesars. As much as I will go there because it's closest to me. Mm-hmm. They, do you remember the pretzel crust pizza? Yeah, that was amazing. No, it wasn't because instead of marinara sauce, it is like ballpark cheese. Uh, I was not okay with that. I mean, you could I'm probably fingers ask. at you like I'm accusing you. I you don't actually get it with the pizza, do you? What? It doesn't just come with it. Yeah, it did. Yeah, the the pretzel crust little. I Caesar's always have pizza. to buy the crazy sauce or whatever. No, the that was the thing is the idea of a, a like pretzel breaded crust. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh yeah, I'm all for this. I went and bought it and came home and took one bite and goes, what what dark business is this? And I looked at it. And it's like that. You know, ballpark nacho cheese. Oh, is it the, was on the. Instead, yeah, now I remember instead what you're of saying. Like uh, marinara or whatever. I do remember that. Sauce. I liked it though. You. Did I prefer it to regular marinara? Probably not, because I like oh, Little I, Caesars marinara. I hated it. I thought it was awful. Hmm. I liked it okay. Ugh. But I would yeah. say probably Little Caesars number one for national chains. Uh, you know, if you want to make us like uh, your spokespeople, that's fine. 
I'm not as creepy as Papa John. Yeah, I got no, that one going for me. No. <laughs> you, could, you could do worse. We're no Papa John. We're no yeah. Subway Jared. That's true. Uh, we're no Del Shanzi. <laughs> we, we beat out a lot of spokesmen, come to find out. I think out. so. I think so, yeah. The better than that Madge from I'm, the Dawn. Prepared to be better than that. The Taco Bell Chihuahua. Lit. You know. Bolt. Caesars. Yeah, we could do those. We're not going in as frogs. I smell a commercial. Uh, no, we're going to be... We'll be toads. That way it's original. <laughs> Opossums. Opossums are big right now. Play dead. So, Trav, we got to do our weekly Mando Roundup. Mando Roundup. So, another episode of The Mandalorian has come and gone. And I'm going to say it again. Best episode yet. Yeah, it's real good. Killer episode. If you haven't seen episode three of The Mandalorian, I urge you to go see to go watch it. Did you at any point think that I mean he was like Baby Yoda's gonna make it through the series. <laughs> He's got to. He's going to make it through the series. They're not going to kill that thing. Could you imagine? That would damage little kids. I mean like legit da- like probably like losing a pet, honestly, for a little kid. If I could th- say anything against the Mandalorian, mm-hmm. it would probably be that it's going about exactly how you would assume the whole thing would go. Uh, yeah, but I don't think that's a bad thing. It's not necessarily <laughs> a bad thing, but, you know, I... I wasn't sure if he was going to turn, you know, the baby in or if he was just going to take off and hide with it or what he was, was going to do. he was going to skip a step and just keep it instead yeah. of turning it in then yeah, I wasn't sure. and going back and keeping it. If I mean, he, he did the right thing. He, he also got some around, good armor out of it. If he didn't turn around and go, yeah, it, number one, if he didn't do that, he wouldn't get sweet new armor. If he didn't do that, we wouldn't get the uh, the flying monkey Mandalorians. The uprising the of the Mandalorians. Yeah. I yeah, mean, it really, it re- I say that jokingly, but it really is. It was like he almost triggered a uh, an uprising because earlier in the episode, they were talking about how they li- had to live in the shadows and they could go only go outside one at a time. We still don't know. I was going to say, but what is that going to do? We don't know what. We don't know what Werner Herzog. How much? How much power does Werner actually? I don't know. I would assume he was some sort of like a district manager for, for the Empire. <laughs> not st- <laughs> not hanging out with the uh, Dirty Boy Stormtroopers anymore, though. Yeah, they're all they're he, all dead. <laughs> he killed them all, and he did. He let the scientists go, or did he take him with him? He let him go. Yeah, I don't think he took him with him. Everyone's still hanging out. Verna was out. I, I will go and get a little Caesar's pizza. <laughs> I have heard that they have a very nice pretzel crust. Papa oh, John's just isn't as good as it was. This cheese instead of rich deep sauce <laughs> truly speaks to the darkness of the human soul. <laughs> um, Excellent episode, though. Carl Weathers is a bad guy, and I'm not really happy. I mean, I don't know if he's 100, 100% bad. You know what I mean? Well, he's 100% he, the guild I think, master. I know, but he... he 100% sicked all the other bounty hunters on him. I mean, in fairness to him, you know, the Mandalorian did, like, turn his back on the guild. Yeah. And he did try to cut deals with the Mandalorian. You yeah. know what I mean? Well... So I think I he mean, was... Yes, logically, we can see why that's the case. But for the... For the sake of the show, he is a bad. He's bad. I don't know. I think we could see him somewhere along Werner, the line. Werner Herzog gave him a perfectly good deal. He gave him good uh, metal soap that could melt easily <laughs> to make armor. He gave him those. 
That was it. That was he even said so. I am giving you more than you richly deserve. I'm assuming that it's like uh, the vibranium of the Star Wars universe. Like it's super rare metal or something like that. I don't know. Who? Because yeah, I, I mean, I'm I a guess. Star Wars nerd, but I don't. I That's, don't know what the metal is. But apparently, you, it's super. Maybe it's just for Mandaloria. It's just for. <laughs> it's L'Oreal just for Mandalorians. Yes. Or <laughs> it's it makes you more uh, healthy and bouncy. But they, <laughs> but they also said that it was uh, um, uh, that guy Mandalorian. You know, that guy Mandalorian was mad. Our Mandalorian. No, that guy Mandalorian was mad because it was imperially forged just for Mandalorian. Yeah, who was that? I recognized the voice. He was really? a big guy. Couldn't but I, you. I didn't look it up. So I, I should have looked it up. Do they have names at this point? I don't, I don't think even so. Know, I don't even know what the Mandalorians. I was is. calling him Husky Mando. We don't know. Everyone, everyone in the show is so so far. Who we have in the Mandalorian? We have the Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. We have Nick Nolte. We have Werner Herzog. We have Baby Yoda. We have Carl Weathers. We have not IG eighty eight. No one really has a name. They just have a reference. More or less, yeah. It's kind of cool though. There's some mystery to it, I guess. Also, no women in it yet. Well, I know Gina Carano is in it. Gina Carano is eventually going eventually. to show up. I'm looking forward to that. I I am honestly for the sort. How of, do you know those jaw won't Jawas weren't women? Okay, so there might have been some. There's also female Mandalorians. There was also a female Mudhorn. Who's to say some of those uh, yeah. stormtroopers were? So far females. as I can tell, the only woman that's been in the show <laughs> is the uh, lady who hits metal and gives the Mandalorian PTSD. Yeah, yeah. What is it about? Every time he goes in there, he has a flashback. I'm sure we'll find out the connection. I mean. The connection, I believe, is that his town was wiped out by the, by the Empire. Empire for that. And it kind of looked like there was one of those uh, droids from the like the Clone Wars era. So I wonder if... Oh, yeah, yeah. It was the it was one of the, the big old battle droids, the thick boy battle I droids. I hope when we see like a real uh, flashback, we get to see one of those in there. Because I think we saw them a little bit in the movies, but mostly you see them a lot in the Clone Gosh. Wars series. The timelines are so weird. So we... We can't establish how old the Mando is at this point, though. I don't. I would assume so. The actor, it, what plays him, I think is what is like, is he in his late twenties or early thirties? I would assume he's like our age, but I, I'm not sure. I guess that I guess that tracks because you also can't see his tracks. face. That sort of tracks. But it, okay, let's say it's after sometime after Return of the Jedi. So let's say Luke Skywalker, maybe like in his or something like that. Maybe even if it was 10 years after, maybe he's in his 30s, you know? Timelines suck so bad. (laughs) So the Mandalorian, even if it was, if he was like 10 years older than Luke Skywalker, it would have been in the time, you know, the timeline of that. The, the prequels, so he could be in his 40s. It is so hard to remember that the prequels only take place like 20 years before right. Hope. Yeah. It seems like such a huge, you know, dearth of time. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think it's because you you see the difference between you and McGregor and uh, you know yes. old Ben Kenobi. Yes, and Sir Sir, Sir Alec Guinness, and you you think it's a much longer period, but true. There is there is that aspect of it. There, it also they just feel so different. Whereas uh, the new trilogy does feel like that amount of time. Everything they've done a good job of updating the world and still having it feel dirty. I mean, one of the bigger complaints, I'm not saying anything new about the prequels is everything feels so clean and sanitized and plasticky. Mm-hmm. 
as opposed to the the dirty universe. And it's you know it's it's pretty dirty in in the Mandalorian as well. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, oh yeah, them them stormtroopers are dirty boys. It's kind of dirty in the new the new movies as well. I mean, outside of like the Republic. Obviously, the Republic they've got the new shiny toys, but yeah. everything that the the rebels are working with. So we're we're uh, it's pretty banged up. We are slowly approaching the rise of Skywalker, Travis. What yes. feelings does the name Rise of Skywalker elicit in you? Um, excitement and kind of a curiosity. Let's say. Is it weird to feel nervous about it? I don't know. Yeah. I'm in a very weird place with entertainment, honestly, of why should I feel weird about that movie? Why should I feel nervous? Like, oh, come on, man. Oh, why do I feel that way? Because you want it to be like The Empire Strikes Back. You want it to be the best one. You want to walk away going, ah, that was amazing. That was That was worth it. That was worth getting through. You know, the things you didn't like about the other movies. And, you know, they're not perfect movies, but they're good. They're not, like, people that crap on them. I, I question what, you know, where they're coming from. Obviously, I didn't care much for the, you know, Luke Skywalker milking the, the critter. Or <laughs> even the, the, the gambling planet. I was like, all right, why are we doing oh, this? Oh, God, but I forgot that that gambling planet even happened. That's the, I think that's the worst thing in the new movies so far. I like the... I, and it has nothing to do with Finn and Rose. In retrospect, I like the milk thing. I forgot the gambling planet even happened. <laughs> yeah, it's... It's just a side story that didn't need to happen. They could have solved, you know, getting... I don't even remember what they were going after. Some part. Is Benedicto del Toro in Rise of Skywalker? I don't know. I guess I should... Maybe, maybe I'll look at I do not know. Maybe he's a spoiler. Weird. I Those are... Again, like I said, that whole part of the movie, I had honest to God forgot even happened. Rise well, of it's Sky- forgettable. Rise of Skywalker is everything that happens before that and everything that happens after, nothing in between. It is, it's Grumpy Luke, it's Ray, it's uh, Meltdown, Kylo Ren, it's... Uh, yeah, freaking, that guy has tantrums. It's, uh, what's his uh, what's his bucket? Uh, Oscar Snoke? Isaacs. Oh, Poe. Po, it's Poe like Dameron. Poe po getting cut down for being the hothead. I wonder if, this is what, what I wonder the most about. First of all, okay, the rise of Skywalker. Does that mean we find out that Rey is a Skywalker, or does that mean Ben Solo uh, redeems himself and saves the day? And also, what's the deal with Palpatine? Is Palpatine actually there? Is he a Force ghost? Is it just like a recording that you're hearing? Was <laughs> was Snoke was Snoke like uh, just a puppet, or was? Is this J.J. Abrams? Because I guess it was his idea to bring back Palpatine. Is it him kind of trying to make up for the whole bungle with Snoke at the end where he just gets cut in half? I I don't know, man. I, I guess that maybe that's why I feel so wonky about all of this is, honestly, Ryan Johnson really had a clear vision to try to... I'm, get, I'm getting kerbubbled. I'm having a bubbo. <laughs> so Force Awakens was J.J. Abrams saying, look, we got to get this thing back on track. We are going to give you what an old Star Wars movie feels like. And I right. love it. Mm-hmm. Ryan Johnson said, you know what? What if, what if everything that everyone wanted to happen didn't happen? <laughs> what if, I mean, but, but that's not bad. 
That's not bad. In fairness, J.J. Abrams could have given us a reunion with the main characters and chose not to. With Han and Luke and Leia. I mean, we got Han and Leia, and then later in the next movie, we kind of got Luke and Leia, but we never got Han and Luke. People get mad at Ryan Johnson for like, oh, it's he gave us grouchy Luke. He's He's not the hero. Remember in Force Awakens, Han and Leia were separated. Right. Han was just out dirtbagging around for funsies. <laughs> he also George Lucas gave us like snotty bratty Luke in the first movie. I mean, it's not like I mean. Also, he's an old man that's been living by himself. You think he's going to be Mister Rogers? But it's it's all <laughs> like I said in in the Force Awakens. Leia is trying to hold shit together while Han is just off being a smuggler. Yeah. And has completely given up on his son. His true love. Smuggling. He, yeah. He, he, for all intent and purpose, as best I can tell, he kind of he skipped out on Leia. He somehow lost the, fa- the Falcon. And he just... Literally lost it. Yeah. <laughs> just couldn't find it. Just couldn't find it. <laughs> and, and, you know, when he... And, and they'd both kind of seemingly given up on their son at that point. Which, is, again, we've never really... I don't know, man. Things are just so crazy in that of uh, when we were when we were young and seeing the first movies, things like the Clone Wars and why Darth Vader was the way he was, we never had to have answers to that stuff. Right. We took it all, we kind of took it all at face value, but at this point in the new movies, it's there's so much unexplained stuff that drives me bananas of like, why why are we so incapable of accepting this is the way things are? And I uh, you know, I, I also saw earlier of like so many people lost their minds that Ray is, that, that as a character, Ray is so immediately like good at using the Force. While at the same time, now we see the Mandalorian. Everyone's like, Baby Yoda, sure, sure. Use it. Like, not I even. I mean, Baby Yoda's 50 years old. Not even have. It's, 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 still, a, it's, still, a, it's still a baby. Still but we, a baby don't, we don't know what. I mean, maybe every. A single member of that race is force sensitive, and that's why there's not a lot of them, and that's why they're mysterious. So, but that doesn't that doesn't change that that baby knew how to pick up the big damn rhino. Instinct, or maybe it's not as much of a baby as we think. Maybe, but it, again, it's just one of those things of like. Maybe intellectually it's fine, but it just doesn't know how to speak or something like that yet. Being a being a nerd in that way feels so convoluted anymore. What is being a nerd now, Trav? Uh, I don't know. I mean, because nerdy stuff is actually pretty cool right now. Is it? I think so. Star Wars, Marvel, even like Superman, Batman, that stuff is all really mainstream like i mean even the cool kids like that kind of stuff it's mainstream yes is it cool i don't know i think one of the most embarrassing things to be a fan of honestly now is like pro wrestling still <laughs> well maybe maybe even maybe like uh anime I had to say about that would be speculative maybe anime but people anime is way more in now like anime... but here's the thing about anime nobody goes Ugh, anime no, if somebody doesn't get anime, like, I don't get anime, so I'm just like, eh, it's not for me. Depending on who you are, anime means so many things. But if you say you like pro wrestling, it's like, oh, pro wrestling, what are you, like, what are you, a hillbilly? What are you, stupid? You think that's real? No, I don't think it's real. Pro wrestling. It's not real. It's, it's a story, and it's athleticism. It's like, it's ballet, but 
in fighting form. Pro wrestling. Okay, so here's the deal. It's like watching an amazingly choreographed fight in a movie, but live. These guys are doing it live, and if they screw up, millions of people see it. This is, I mean, that is hardcore. So that's the hard sell. The, the sell on wrestling is the athleticism, and, and you have to be willing to accept corniness. Oh, yeah, for sure. The thing with wrestling that it doesn't really have is... I mean, this is a this is a very this is a very contrite. I don't know it. It's a dumb thing, but people use it as like wrestling doesn't have its Citizen Kane. Just like people talk about. You mean like people, a particular match? Or? People who are into gaming, like people into gaming, and I'm 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 not even you know immune from this. Can be tend to be kind of insecure about the word. There's a lot of perception that still it's a child's pursuit, mm-hmm. and I don't really get. I, I don't look for this thing but a lot of people want they want a game that can be accepted as this very uh they want it they want games like red red dead redemption that they can look at and see as masterpieces they're very serious they're very dark <laughs> you know su- superhero movies and things like that aren't dissimilar of people you know th- that's why you have scorsese horseshit is people want their entertainment to be accepted as as art right where I don't wrestling, care personally. Wrestling, I mean, sure, sure you don't. Well, I mean, you do care because you don't like that people give you that baloney about, oh, you think it's real? And well, I don't like want. That. Here's the difference. I don't care if people think that wrestling is art. I think it just to immediately crap on somebody because they like it. Well, that's is, what I'm saying. It's immediately crap onable because it doesn't. It doesn't have something. Most mediums have something that can be pointed to to say like, ah. I know I know how to explain this like you know Jake it's Thanksgiving are you movies. forgetting about the gobbledygooker the gobbledygooker is <laughs> is still a threat gobble, 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 gobble. but it's just like movies have so many things to point to that you can say like aha I I have the galaxy brain I can point to these movies and say anime certainly has that uh you know comics hey watchmen is always a threat I I was reading <laughs> stuff on Twitter where like comic creators were talking about like Watchmen is the worst thing you can suggest to people who are like, hey, what what would get me into comics? Like, hey, read it's like this, giving steak to a baby. Read this ultra serious, <laughs> You're political tinged like deconstruction of superhero comics and try to understand it. Because not only do you not have teeth, but you your digestive system has never seen anything like that either. Yeah. So from start to finish, the the point that this person was trying to make is that Watchmen and the Killing Joke are two. Things that heavily deconstruct comics, and they're very dense reads. Uh, but people will try to suggest it to people because it's what shows like, oh, it, and again, Watchmen is one of the things that is responsible heavily for people using the term graphic novels. It, I looked it up. Watchmen didn't start graphic novels, but if you look up like, uh, like etymology on that, they will say that, oh, books like Watchmen really popularized the usage of graphic novel because we can't mm-hmm. we don't want people to think they're just comic books those are for kids this is a graphic novel <laughs> so you're trying to impress newcomers yeah. with this Look, is the best of the best watchman came i think watchman came out i think it was a 12 part series it came out in floppy comic book editions hmm. you know that's something that's always bugged me about comics is just just call them what they are graphic novel is so pretentious Right, and it's so rarely the case. I mean, there there are cases where someone made a big, dense comic booky novelly thing, mm-hmm. but it's just a way of not not. Uh, it's an insecurity of not being able to say like I, I like to read these comic books. 
and wrestling doesn't wrestling doesn't have a graphic novel per se. So it's easy I know, to it's bag just, on. It's one of those things where it's like it's never going to get not even respect. I don't even care if it gets respect. Just like people crap on you for like you like that? Ugh. I mean, come on. Look, what you, name everything I, you like. Let's see if it's all good. I have <laughs> but it's just the thing is just like everything I can think about wrestling feels like it was held together with like bubble gum and you know plastic straws that i the people who do it it takes immense amounts of athleticism mm-hmm. it takes a, a lot of talent for that it takes very specific type of entertainers but like it's when, live entertainment when has there ever been when has there ever been a storyline in wrestling that wasn't just the like most ridiculous thing in the universe. They're I mean, they're not all so ridiculous. Ridic- Look, man, I do. I don't care much for like like a May Young, a eighty year old woman giving birth to a hand. Or you know, that's the, that's garbage. I, I I never wanted that on the show. Or you know, like the there's certain characters, the man feuding with the Macho Man because he's behind on his hat page. Okay, but that's funny and silly. It, yes, but yes, like a Val Venus was a, a was a male porn star character, and uh, he hooked up with. Uh, this girl whose brother was in a group called Kayentai. They were Japanese wrestlers, and they show uh, they show him from like the face up, but apparently they they chop it off. They keep going, chop off your pee pee. <laughs> that's garbage. So that's, I, what I'm that's not something I want. Re- seemingly, and this this also takes into account. But I'm fine with Andre the Giant being scared of a snake, or you know, just ridiculous things like that that's always been it's always been kind of carny entertainment it 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 always has been that so it's you're going to never really bring a certain type of person over because it's hard to uh yeah you know and it doesn't have to be that it would i would honestly i would like to see someone and you're never going to get it with someone like vince mcmahon in charge because he is insane vince mcmahon thinks that stuff is high drama (laughs) he is that insane like what would have been like one of the only things that I can think of to compare it to is the final deletion in the final deletion is super ridiculous, but it is extremely mower of lawns. It is extremely thought out. Yes, it, it, it's it bananas. Is a, it is plotted, but it's so fun to watch. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. It, I mean, look, man. Like I, you know, watching the Beach Bum was. It's a ridiculous movie, <laughs> but it's plotted. It's. I guess that's all I'm saying is it would be not, I don't even know if it can be done. You know, like, can you, can you make a plot for wrestling that isn't kind of carny ridiculous? I mean, there's when they pretend that it's sports, like it's, it's like that, you know, at the end of the day, it's all going to be based on, look, we're going to get in a, we're going to get in a ring and have a wrestling match. I mean, there have been uh, what was what was that one with um, Bret Hart and uh, um, Heartbreak Kid? Uh, Shawn Michaels. Wasn't there one with with those two that was just like insanely long and? Yeah, it was can, the Iron Man match. You can get into those kind of things where just the athleticism. It, it, it was like a, I think I told you about watching that uh, that sort of American Gladiator show that The Rock made. That especially the women's version of it, there was so much heart behind all of it that you it was kind of beautiful in a way. Like I guess you can get matches like that where just the athleticism and intensity and the if you maybe know enough about those two guys that it's just I would say the women's 
uh, War Games match on NXT TakeOver that took place Saturday night was exactly what you're describing. It was just a bunch of women. Uh, there was, there's four on each team, and if you know anything about War Games, it's two rings. There's a cage around it, and they start out with two, uh, two women. Then after five minutes, one woman comes in from each team every three minutes. And one of the spoilers... One of the uh, women on the good team, it was her uh, turn to come down to the the ring. But instead of doing that, she turned around and kicked the other member of her team that was still in the cage and then beat the crap out of her. And then she got thrown out, which leaves it two on four. So it was these two women going against these four women on a team. And it was they were going through chairs. They were it was insane. One woman climbed up to the top of the cage and did a backflip off the top. On top of the other ones, it was just like even if you didn't know any of the storylines, it was intriguing to watch. I don't know if it's Citizen Kane or anything like that, but it was pretty cool to see. Like even even somebody watching wrestling for the first time would be like, "This is women's wrestling now. This is like top shelf stuff." Because women's wrestling, let's be honest, even in the eighties, in the eighties, the women actually did get to wrestle, but they didn't do a lot of moves. They would do a drop kick. Maybe like a body slam, fake punch or fake kick. That was pretty much it. Now the women are doing everything the men do. Yeah. Hitting each other with chairs, with kendo sticks, just <laughs> everything men do. Jumping off of cages, it's bananas. I guess I got to say at the end of the day, um, you know, regular sports is kind of just as ridiculous. It's just that I, I guess it's for real. There's not a uh, there's not a, a predetermined outcome because at the end of the day, the sort of heroic weight and leadership we put behind people whose job is, look, man, we're just going to go out there and try and put this ball in this hoop more times than the other guys. It, and and there's these sort of like you know ESPN with a bunch of horns behind them like right and you know a lot of flowery speeches about heart and leadership and things like that and it's. Real sports can be really disappointing, though. <laughs> I mean, it really can. As a lifelong sports fan, I played all the sports, except hockey. I never played hockey. But, like, at the end of the day, only one team after the entire season's over is happy. Everybody else is like, hmm. So, unless you're the fan of that one team, you're probably going to be disappointed. In wrestling, you can get a new champion every week. In theory, uh, if the good guy loses, <laughs> it's because the bad guy cheated and you know, it's kind of like it's a parallel for a lot of people's lives. Like when things don't go well in your life, you want to be able to blame it on something. It's not my fault. It wasn't a fair wasn't contest. A, who's the doctor of thugonomics? John Cena. Wasn't he the champion for like a decade though? Uh, off and on, not straight. Yeah. He's, he's a six time, 16 time world champion. <laughs> so it can be anybody is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. But he was like the most popular guy. Yeah. He was also, you know, he think about this. People crap on uh, like Roman Reigns or John Cena. You want somebody who's like a good, solid person to be the face of your company. Because think about wrestlers in the past. There's some wrestlers that have done some pretty sketchy stuff. I mean, yeah. even after they were retired, you you're mean, like, you want Whoa. someone you want a person who is of good moral character like Hulk Hogan is the face of your company. I think at the time he was fine. I think this, that all happened with him later. 
I mean, I, he was long retired. From what like stories you hear is like he was but, pretty bad to most people at the time. Unless you were Brutus Beefcake for some reason, he was <laughs> kind of bad to most people in the company. I mean, I've heard I've heard both. I've heard both. But I mean, there's a lot of people that are like just jealous of the fact that he was getting what he was getting to. But beside that, I mean, that I mean, he's a good example though. Like you want somebody who's not going to embarrass your company and he was cast aside for several years after that and even now i mean he'll they'll bring him back for like a to come out on tv and talk to the crowd or something but not before he like personally apologized to every african-american person on the roster from what i heard so i mean he he had to at least pay some pendants for it (laughs) did booker t have to apologize to hulk hogan i don't think so because booker t can say what he said (laughs) <laughs> that is that, it. look well, that, it up if you don't know that it. Booker T clip is so funny. It's Booker T challenging We've talked Hulk about Hogan, it before, but it is so funny. And he calls him the N word. <laughs> how did that? Well, I guess it. Vince McMahon said the N word. Hey, bet. Wow, how surprised am I? He said it to John Cena because it was when John Cena was the master of thugonomics. Oh. And he called John Cena that. So it was like 10 something years ago. I don't know. Gross. But they, they definitely brushed that under. Wow. That really under the, rug. the legacy of a relatively clean legacy of Vince McMahon. Oh, I'm not defending Vince McMahon's legacy at all. In fact, I'm interested to no, see just, that is, his movie. The movie, the biopic they're making of him. Is he in charge of it? I don't know. I don't know if he's in charge of it or if it has anything to do with it. We've established that the Hogan one Hogan's in charge of. So we're not going to see any of the. The Hogan dirt. <laughs> I don't know if the, if he doesn't have some dirt in there, people are just not going to go see well, it. He, I, I'm pretty sure not. he has already come out and said he's not going to go into the uh, the more racially charged parts of. Well, his it life. doesn't have to be the end of his life. I mean, not that he's dying, but I think it'll be younger Hulk Hogan, like the yeah. rise of Hulk Hogan. We'll see. I I can only assume it's going to be a relatively squeaky one. I, I bet it's rated R. Or at least, P- at least PG thirteen. I mean, everything's PG thirteen now. Kids aren't going to go see it, aren't they? I don't. know. I, I don't guess think, I don't know who. I don't think kids, unless again, their dad bought them a Hulk Hogan. It's toy. one of those things of what kids know who Hulk Hogan is that their parents didn't force them to know who he is. My son is super into wrestling too, but he doesn't want to watch anything before the Attitude Era. I'll be like, hey, let's watch this old WrestleMania three match. Ah, no. You go ahead. You got to hit him. You got to hit him at the right age. I don't know. Did did he watch any of that corny stuff when he was younger? Yeah, when he was little, because we had him on VHS. That was before the WWE Network. I just, again, I just don't know. I don't know how errors go. I I had dropped out of wrestling when it was still pretty corny, and checked back in when I was, you know, in high school or older when it was the Attitude Era, and was kind of like, oh, this is, this is trying a little hard. So, I don't know. I don't know. Travis, I'm I don't a know, but I've been nihilistic told. of like, I don't know how anybody likes anything anymore. I mean, that's a valid point. Everything sucks or everything's amazing. It depends it fe- on. It just feels time like day. liking anything comes along with so much baggage. Travis, are you I'm okay? Struggling. I'm trying to get my hat <laughs> Ladies off. Ladies and gentlemen, Travis tried to take his hat off with <laughs> headphones on and um, it got stuck. The struggle is real. <laughs> 
Uh, it took a lot of great athleticism to do. You had a look on your face like you wanted to come over and go, it's going to be okay, champ. You really <laughs> you really look like you were having a hard time there. Yeah, it got stuck, and I didn't want to pull them all the way off, but I knew it would have been easier. Wanted to cheer you out like, go, Travis, I'm tempted go. to undo my top go, button. Travis, you, were, you were nice enough to get me some pizza, and now my pants are feeling yeah, a little well, tight. Well, you know, you're accommodating me tonight. So <laughs> I took I off to... my shirt, took off my hat, unbuttoned my, my pants. Hey, I heard a thing about you this week. Oh, I was boy. talking to people at work of which you formerly worked. Okay, it's probably not good then. Did you have a bit of a bout of running into poles for a while? Yeah, I, I did hit you, two poles. Did you lose a tooth? Yeah. Okay, well, I busted I guess, two teeth actually. I guess what I heard was real. I have two uh, crowns. Paid for by the company you work for. Yeah, I... Uh, Actually, it was workman's comp, but... I think I... You know about that I broke my nose doing that, right? No, I didn't. Yeah, probably... Who knows? Time and space are a mystery to me, but... Um, so the job that I work at, we drive these large stock pickers. And the way that works is it has a mast kind of on the front of it. They're much smaller now than they were. Oh, really? They have new ones? The new... I mean, updated ones. Like, the, the mast that's in front of you now does not obscure things in the same way. Oh, uh, Okay. This is barely an excuse. <laughs> so I parked relatively close to one of those, to a large steel pole in our right. warehouse, and ran into the office to ran into a office to grab a thing. And when I ran out, jumping on there and just being absent-minded as hell, the mast was completely obscuring this um, this large metal pole. Mm-hmm. That's what I did. And I started driving forward. And the last thing I remember was this glass. This glass is coming at me awfully fast. <laughs> and I woke up laying on my back, feeling sore. And I <laughs> sat up and kind of put my head kind of between my legs, and blood started pouring oh, out man. of my nose. How long this, ago was this? Oh, geez, a long time. A long time. I have like again, while I was there. Again, time and space are a mystery to me, to me Travis. Okay, might have been, might have not been. It all runs together. But uh, and it somebody, all runs out of your nose. Somebody ran out of that office, and this isn't going to play on audio. But he looked at me. He looked at me and went, "Dude, your nose looks like this." And he <laughs> he hooked his nose or he hooked his finger at me. And I went to the doctor, and the doctor said, "No more monkeys jumping on the bed." <laughs> I'm glad you said it. I was about to. And then told me that I had fractured my nose. <laughs> thanks was, for thanks for the insight, doc. It was a bad day for Jake's. <laughs> but they said it. It looks looks right now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was uh, both times. I was going east to west. Were you going east to west? I another thing or about me, south. Travis. You don't know another thing about me. When I go indoors, I completely lose all. Sense okay, of direction. I was going parallel to, you know, down the main aisle. Yeah, and I both times I was looking at somebody on the dock who was doing something, and I was trying to figure out like, what are you doing? Why are you doing that? I think I was even one time I was even going to say you're going to get hurt. <laughs> And then I slammed into the poles. Did they still have the glass? Uh, the glass windshield. The first one had glass, net? and did you get the waffle face? I can't remember if it was the first one or second one that had glass. One of them had like a yeah, had like a, a metal. So did you cage thing? People have hit that, and they end up with like a, a sort of waffle wound. I think it might have been the the plastic. It wasn't even real glass. It was a you know the old yeah like a. Plexiglass. Yeah, I think that's what broke my tooth. Actually, it was Ooh. the plexiglass hazard. Hey, everybody, <laughs> look there, out for poles. Yeah, I, I did hit two poles. So, who told you that? Uh, Mark. Oh, Mark, Mark Johnson. Uh, yeah. Someone named Mark. Okay. Does he still work there? 
No, I oh. just yeah, he still works there. Okay, yeah. I was like, people drop by and say hi. Maybe yeah. I should drop yeah, by and we're say. We're just hi. having a chitty chatty. Yeah, I definitely did that. See, anything got you excited this week, Trav? Hmm. Um, I'm excited to open for Steve Simone at Wise Guys oh. this weekend. Tomorrow, I'm going to be hosting open mic. Uh, by the time you hear new, this, it'll be over. You got but, any new material you're going to push out? Uh, I've got a little new material. I'll probably do. Yeah, I've got probably a half an hour of stuff that is not ready that I need to figure out. Yeah. Which is a good thing because once I figure something out, then all of a sudden I've got another bit I can do on the weekends. But yeah, I'm, I've got a little bit I'll do. Mostly you just want to like get an open mic. I have never done well hosting open mic as far as my set at the beginning. That's really hard. It's hard to do a, a hosting set on a weekend show, which is why I like to do it. Cause it's, you know, it's a good learning experience because it's the toughest spot on the entire show. But it's really hard for open mic. Yeah. Because <laughs> people, honestly, people don't really want to see good comedy when they come to see an open mic. Do they? So even if it's newer no stuff, I think they want they want to see basically train wrecks. You think so? I think so, I yeah. have no... I, Why I, else I, would you go watch an open mic? Cause I have e- no idea. Even the, even the seasoned people aren't going to be doing good material on an open mic because they're trying out new stuff i've never been to an open mic so you're right i don't know what the mentality behind someone going to an open mic is i think it's a lot of people that want to go laugh ironically at people (laughs) they don't want to laugh at good jokes they just want to laugh at people that are uncomfortable or that's some good ironic laughter that was spot on that's exactly what they sound like but i usually bomb at open mic so but i'm usually doing new stuff Concept I hardly ever open, do old yeah. stuff. I guess the concept of mo- open mic is kind of weird unless you're the comic. It's really real weird. I mean, it's better to have a crowd than not have a crowd. But it's, it's also, it. when, when you're trying out new stuff, very rarely is it a, an immediate hit. Do you ever, like, you just plain kill at an open mic and you're like, well, this didn't teach me anything. I've done pretty good at open mics, but I've never killed at an open mic. Because hmm. I'm always doing new stuff and it's never that ready that sure, it's going to sure. kill. But that's what I'm saying is like if you stumble in one and just get a very overly good crowd. The thing about open mic and actually the person that I heard say this, it was Keith Stubbs, the owns wise guys. He said, why open mic is a weird thing because people that are doing it for their first time can have a really great set. And people that have been doing it for 15 years can bomb because that person that's doing it for the first time probably has 20 people there to watch them. And they've been working on this material probably for several years in their head trying to get it just right. Yeah. And then the person that's been doing it 15 years is probably just like going up, throwing out some premises that don't even have punchlines yet just to see if there's anything there, if people even laugh at the premise. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it, it's really hard to gauge. Like when newer people are like, yeah, I've been killing at the open mics. I'm like, all right, that's, that's cool for, you know, that's great. But don't think that that means that you're going to kill on a weekend show because those people usually go on a weekend show and struggle. I want to reiterate that when it's I was a way a kid, different crowd. I thought that comedians were people who just came out and said stuff off the top of their head that was so really did I. funny. I did too. And I also and I think lots of people are still like that. I also thought that if Hollywood wanted you to be a comedian, they would come and find you. I, always, I thought the same thing about football, too. So I never, when I was graduating from high school, I never sent my videos out to colleges. I was like, 
they're going to come find me if they want me. <laughs> and that's just not how it works. That's not how stand-up works. You have to go and do the work and bomb and bomb and bomb and bomb before you start getting better. That is that is bananas. It is bananas. When I first heard that, now I've heard it enough that I have to believe it, just the concept that you're not going to be any good at com or at stand up for like seven years. Probably, yeah. I mean, there's there's people that have been doing it for a few years, a couple years, and you know they they get a few good jokes. And I was the same way. I'll just speak for myself. How about that? That way, nobody goes. He's talking about me. No, I'll just talk about myself. I I got to the point where like six months in is where I started doing weekends, and that's only because. You know, I was doing okay at the open mics. And then one day I went up to Keith, who owns Wise Guys, and I was like, Yeah, I'm Travis. I've been doing open. I was going to see a show. And he goes, Well, you want to go up and do three minutes on this show? And I was like, Yeah, yeah, of course. I didn't even have three minutes at that point. <laughs> I just did the best, you know, three minutes that you I just could. just said it really slowly. And well, no, I just took the, the most well developed jokes I had at that point deal. to do on that show. And it went well enough that he invited me to come do more shows and more shows. But I mean, looking back at the time, I was like, yeah, I'm killing it. I wasn't killing it. I stunk. Like where I'm at right now, I'm pretty happy with. But in three years, I'm going to look back and go, oh, that was horrible. Why did I think I. I'm going to, if I'm not doing that my whole career, I think that's just what everyone's life is. Well, I know, but it's true in stand up. Like, <laughs> you, if I go back and watch something, like even when I filmed my dry bar, that was two years ago, I go back and watch that and I'm like, ugh, I was terrible back then. Like, I'm way better now. Like, I'm so much more happy with where I'm at. But in two years, I'm going to feel the same way. I, I'm going to watch a video that I did this year. And I'm going to, that was terrible. Why, why was I still, you know, saying guys so much or, you know, all the things that bug me about it. Oh, is hopefully. That, do you have to like try to, um, cause I'm even doing them right now. Like I say like a lot, I will say um a lot. I know that I start sentences and then kind of restart them again a lot. Those are ticks that I try to expunge for myself, but I never quite do. I assume that's something you had to do in stand-up. You, I mean, it, I you constantly do. Rewatch yourself and go like, oh, I gotta stop those. Um, there's a there's a comic phases. named Eddie Ift, and he's been doing it for I don't know, fifteen to twenty years, somewhere in there, a long time. Super popular, especially in uh, like uh, Australia. He's huge. Like he does arenas in Australia, I think. Really. And one of the things he's like going over his notes before a show and he he like puts it over in front of me he's like read this and he kind of points down and it said stop saying like so much on stage so i mean that's something that you know to me like i would love to be where he's at in his career but he's still going back and going i'm so why do i say like so much it's driving me crazy so he told me you know count how many times i say like so, I mean, it's something that you just strive for perfection. If you're not striving for perfection, then you're probably never going to get it. So, no. that was my thought of the day. <laughs> <laughs> I, I should tr- try to be better with that than I am. It is extremely difficult to do. And it's, it is so weird of, a, of affectations to pick up. Why do I say like so much? I have How did one. I, where did I get that from? I mean, it's just a lot of people say it. I have one joke where I say you guys a lot in it, and I don't know why. I didn't write it down on paper to say you guys a bunch of times, 
But for some reason, I say it like four times in, in like a two and a half minute joke. I say yeah. you guys. I don't know why. I, I try not to do it, but I still do it. And I'm like, dang it. Why did I do it? I know I say it's I'm, weird. I mean a lot. Why do we have to say that? Of course, if I say it, I mean that. Gosh, damn it. Just Travis. to reiterate that. Travis, you mean I'm it. feeling away about, uh, <laughs> you know, slang and stuff like that. Uh, I wouldn't worry about it too much. I can only worry, Travis. Anxiety is. Anxiety is all that is left of me. Anxiety is my sugar. (laughs) Well, we're just about at an hour. Should we run down some of these news and notes things real quick and then... Get them, Trav. Wrap them on up. Get them. I read that Henry Cavill says he is not done with Superman. Henry... Cavill. 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 I start getting... that There have been so many Supermans at this point that very few of them have kind of made that big of a mark on it like since christopher Reeve, i think he's an excellent superman he's henry cable's fine i i think it's less of henry cable's fault is that they just haven't done great at making a superman <laughs> he's 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 been superman what is it twice or thrice thrice he did his own solo and then he was in solo just, yes oh. yeah uh and then batman v superman and uh justice league Whew. And he wasn't in Justice League very much. He was not in Justice League. And most of that was reshoots. Wasn't he? Was he? I don't know. It was the mu- it was Mustache Gate. Yep. Oh. I know everybody's going, we want the Zack Snyder cut, but... F that. What if the Zack Snyder cut really isn't that special, you guys? What if? What do you mean, what if? <laughs> if, Travis, if the Snyder cut was good, they would have released it by now. That's true. They wouldn't have changed so much. I, I agree with you. I don't they think gain, it, they gain so much more by leaving it mysterious. They go, oh no, guys, no, no, it was way good. Don't worry. Oh, he totally had it fixed. You you got the bad one. It's the Snyder cut's definitely the good one. Are you gonna release it? Uh, no. If I was them, I would put it out just so people will buy it. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Business. All right. Well, I, I hope. Business I hope he comes back as Superman because I think he's an excellent Superman. I I'm think on board. He's, I I like Henry Cavill. I think he's Cavill, great. Cable, yeah. I'm Wait, really no. looking forward to The Witcher. Yeah, I'm super looking forward to The Witcher. Uh, so if he can we'll also be Superman, goes. still, I think that'd be great. Just I don't know if they're ever going to. Yeah. He's not coming back to Mission Impossible, so we don't have to. Worry That's about true. The That's anymore. true. Who did I see was coming back to Mission Impossible? Oh no, they added somebody new. Uh, I don't know. I can't remember. What are the Mission oh, Impossible? I remember. Movies? I remember who was going to play Os- Oswald Cobblepot in the new. Matt Reeves Batman movies. Who dad? Colin Farrell. Okay. Okay. That's very strange. That's okay. a strange casting for the Is penguin. It? I don't know, but they're. Is he going to have flippers? They're do- oh, boy. He, just remember, he was Bullseye. I'll tell you what, dad. Oh, he was, wasn't he? He was also Total Recall. I never saw that one, actually. I don't. I don't. I might have. I don't know. It's so forgettable. Um,. Kate Beckinsale's in it, and I, I didn't see it. I think I saw that Total Recall movie. I think that was before I kind of saw it. What was the other one? They Oh, Robocop. They also rebooted didn't Robocop. Didn't see that Robocop. I did I see the Robocop. Refused to. Cannot, will not. <laughs> did not, will not, shan't, shoot. What about the, uh, the Bash at the Beach with Robocop? I think it was Bash at the Beach. I it was w- WCW. I wish they would remake that with the <laughs> that is a that is a great mistake they made if they didn't if they didn't redo that Bash at the Beach thing with the new Robocop. <laughs> Somebody messed up. Part of his plastic uh, outfit fell off of his leg yes. at one point. <laughs> yes. 
Okay, uh, we talked about this off uh, off before we started. It was the I saw X Men Pride. Yeah, you Pride of that. the X Men. I I had seen that a little bit when I was a kid. I didn't know it existed. You, yeah, uh, the the touchstone that got me was when you said Wolverine was. I was like, oh yeah, he was Australian. That, <laughs> yeah. Wolverine had an Australian accent for they some reason. They have a thing for that. In uh, Marvel vs. Capcom 3 that ends up featuring Rocket Raccoon, he is Australian in that for some reason. Hmm. Australia via Canada. Australia, still exotic, 2019. Yeah. But the animation in it is really cool. And even the shading, it looks like comic book shading. It was very impressive. The uh, voice acting in it was horrible. Oh, it was it, just, just If terrible. you're out there, find the Pride of the X-Men pilot, which the design looks pretty close to that 90s one. I think it's way I think. superior. I guess Even it's, Storm you know is wearing what? like the black suit. I was just going to say, now that you mention it, smoking it's in that cartoon. The, Travis? <laughs> she is. I was Settle like, down, wow, Travis. Storm. Got you're it going being, on. You're being a bit of a Blanche right now. <laughs> no. It, well, I guess it's just that it, I get those conflated in my mind. You're right. The... The sort of the art style, just the, like the professor, the two Professor Xavier's look really close to me. Yeah, I mean. And that's it, is that weird. Bald guy with eyebrows. That weird Vulcan (laughs) eyebrow kind of Professor Xavier that makes no sense. But you're right, the costume design of, uh, that was, that was around the time I got into comics and uh, that 90s, that 90s cover, that really famous 90s cover of the X-Men, Wolverine in the old uh, brown and kind of brown and tan right. costume that's my canonical wolverine costume even <laughs> though i think that that was that jim lee i think it might have been jim lee one is uh was a pretty brief time in his career so it was a cool uh you know pilot that they made they didn't end up making the series because marvel was in financial trouble can you imagine something didn't get made at marvel because they didn't have money for it yeah it, it is different hard. world it's hard to think about marvel <laughs> in the place they were where when the first X-Men movie came out, they were really in financial trouble. But Nightcrawler looked great in it. Magneto looked great in it. Juggernaut was in it. It's my stepbrother, yeah. Juggernaut. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, stepbrother Xavier. <laughs> Are we going to talk about uh, X3 X-Men United Juggernaut? Speaking of Australian I'm the Juggernaut, accents. bitch. I'm the Juggernaut. He's not Australian, obviously. but uh, He was a footballer. Footballer. <laughs> Boy, what a what an odd career! Of I, someone took a picture of me grabbing this guy's junk, and I got a whole movie career out of it. Is that what Vinny Jones was discovered by? I I mean that's where <laughs> Vinny Jones. Have you seen that photo? No. There is a. Uh, I'll find it for you. There is also um, there was a British American Gladiators that Vinny Jones was on. Have I ever talked to you about that? A British American Gladiators. Wow. I, I, Maybe I'm not sure it's right, British. I know there was an American... It was American Gladiators. Vinnie Jones was on it. And I think they were going to kill him. Was he one of the gladiators? No. Or was he a contestant? No, he was a contestant. He was just cocky or... He was a contestant and he was trying to fight them constantly. <laughs> oh, don't make Nitro mad. I, I'm... Well, no, I mean, it was... They, they had different ones. What was the... I should go back and look at some of the female gladiators because I think I had the hots for a few of them. Probably, I'm sure there you was did. there was one that had like a blonde flat top. Travis, you're being a bit of a Blanche, right? A now. bit of a Blanche. I'm just saying. I always kind of here's a okay. Okay, you want to? I'm going gonna, gonna to div, divulge a, a little. Look secret at this here. picture of Vinnie Jones. That's Vinnie Jones. 
Wow. Does that not look like Vinnie Jones? Not really. That doesn't look exactly like Vinnie Jones. Like, mm. I mean, I believe that it's him. It's just a much younger Vinnie Jones, I guess. This week, if you can find some time, look up Vinnie Jones on American Gladiators and watch how aggressive he is. And the the Gladiators, I think they were... They were uh, do you remember the one that they would do where there were like two little baskets in the middle and the contestants would run and grab a ball and try and get it into the basket before they mm-hmm. got tackled by a gladiator? Yeah. That I, was always the one I was like, I could do that. It was, yeah, it was that. But he would keep trying to, like, they would start to tackle him and he would start trying to fight them. I'm pretty sure at some point the guy that was trying to get the other contestants stopped and they were just double teaming Vinnie Jones. That was my favorite because it combined basketball and football. Yes. <laughs> my favorites. My favorite thing in the world is season one American Gladiators where there was kayfabe. Oh, yeah. when the, yeah, They were definitely kayfabe. It was kayfabe. And it I'm Larry Zonka. It wasn't that weird um, pixel set. It was literally like Assault was... There were like bombed out cars and trees <laughs> that they hid behind. And they had like grenades that they would try and throw at it and things like that. And all the... the Obviously, the best one was Gemini. The, the two that I remember... Well, the three I remember. Malibu was the surfer guy. Mm-hmm. Um, Nitro was the cocky one, wasn't he? I think so. I don't know. They all seemed cocky. cocky to me. And then Gemini literally played it as he had a sweet kind of effeminate side and an aggressive mean side. Hmm. Can I bring this all back full circle for you? Gina Carano was on the reboot of American Gladiators that was when hosted did that by happen? it was hosted by Layla Ali and Hulk Hogan. Jeez. And she was on it. She was one of the gladiators. I can't remember what her name was. It makes sense. I can't I can't remember. But I'll, she was on it. I'll bring it back around too. The only time they came close to they the only this well, I guess it's only been twice. The time that cinema came close portraying a more accurate juggernaut was in Deadpool 2, not featuring Gina Carano from Deadpool 1. <laughs> oh, I haven't seen Deadpool 2 yet. Deadpool 2 has a has a version of juggernaut in it that's like, that seems way closer than Vinnie Jones. Gina Carano is one of two people on the planet that my wife would be like, yeah, I guess if you wanted to have a threesome. Travis, <laughs> you're being a bit of a blanch right now. <laughs> Gina Carano and Kate Beckinsale, just for the record. <laughs> So, Underworld, get it, <laughs> Travis. Uh, what was it? Hey, no? Did you watch that new Rise of Skywalker footage? The very no, brief I footage? didn't. I did not. I don't know what I don't know what I'm doing, Trav. There <laughs> I thought is, you were trying to stay away from it. I, you'd think I am, but the, I I do this podcast where I have to talk about stuff. So it's oh either, yeah. Again, again, I'm an entertainment nihilist who has to come into a set. <laughs> Not has to, but choose to and enjoy coming into a set and talking about the very things that I'm trying to stay away from. I did. F- Go ahead and tell me what you think. It, it, there's not much to it. I mean, okay. It looks, That's it why I didn't fun. bother with it. There's nothing. I mean, look, I, what am I? Is this even a spoiler? Like they're being chased by stormtroopers on <laughs> motorbikes and they have a thing that launches stormtroopers off from them and they have Boba Fett backpacks. What? You oh, just told me sorry, like Travis. five things that I think are amazing. Sorry, Travis. Now I definitely need to see it. It, it is a minute at the most i thought you were going to say they they were like sitting around drinking blue milk or something there's a very (laughs) you know there's a very star wars joke to be made so all right i did finally see that uh the battle at big rock or whatever that jurassic world i watched short was i watched that nothing of a thing (laughs) i thought it was fun it was fine uh children in peril i guess (laughs) not my favorite but yeah but it was it was pretty cool i have not been a fan of the jurassic world stuff 
I think I they're mean, good. Really, I I am. They're a not fan great. Of, they're good. I am a fan of a Jurassic movie. <laughs> I'm kind of putting things in three categories anymore. There's great. There's good, and then there's bad. Um. So uh, the good. I think most things go in good for me. Every once in a while, there's a great, and every once in a while, there's a bad. But most things for me are good. Entertainment nihilist Jake Dahl is having trouble looking at a lot of things. That whether they're good, bad, or great, I get a little frustrated with things that are very safe. You know, denialist is not just a river in well, Africa. I think a reason why I've—I you know, was going to talk to you a little bit about evolving taste and probably talk about the Last Jedi, but Last Jedi like was, onions. I used to hate onions. Now yeah, I love them. Sure, man. Sure, man. The Last Jedi is onions. Like I. I was shaky on The Last Jedi coming out of it, and I've really had evolving tastes where, even though I forgot that the the Canto Bay or whatever the <laughs> yeah. casino planet was, like, I really think a, just tons of great stuff happened in that movie. And a lot of it comes through, that is not a safe movie. And you've got to be impressed with a Disney-era Star Wars thing, someone going like, no, I'm, I want to do these things that no one wanted done. Right. No, I get what you're saying. Like, don't get me wrong. Having a great time with the Mandalorian. The Mandalorian is safe, but it gets by on that it is extremely well crafted. I mean, it, it just has a good it, feel. The to design it. in it is so top notch. The casting is so on the money that it it's hard to get mad at it. Even though, do you it's, remember it's when we safe. saw the casting and we're like, I cannot see where they're going to use Nick Nolte and Carl Weathers. Nick Nolte, and extremely Werner well Herzog. In Carl this. Weathers, like Carl Weathers, ended up being about what a Carl Weathers is. Werner Herzog, like, hey, perfect, perfect Werner, <laughs> perfect Werner. Werner. Uh, you know. All right. Waiting to see what they do with Gina. I am too, because the, the little it. promo picture it shows on Disney, it looks like she's you know on the Mandalorian's team. So, hey, I guess we'll find out. The the IG eighty eight thing is up there, and that thing was a real real fart in the wind. And but maybe the there's show. another one. Maybe we'll that's see. not the only one. Or maybe that one comes. Maybe that one gets repaired and comes back. Could be. We'll see. If he comes back, he's going to be out for revenge, though, because he got shot in the head. <laughs> is he capable of that? Who knows? I don't know. But uh, again, It wanted to self-destruct several times. <laughs> you know, the, the Jurassic stuff has all been extremely safe and just didn't really do much for me. I mean, if you're at the park, it wasn't very safe. No. <laughs> again, we well-trod territory of, like, the people who are the hero... At least uh, yeah, da- Bryce Dallas Howard's character is so culpable in every bad thing that's happening. And it kind oh, yeah. of we- it still weirds me out that she's supposed to be one of the heroes. She should probably be in jail she if it was real life. absolutely be in jail. <laughs> Many people were murdered because uh, of her decisions. Yes. <laughs> they, should bring, they should bring back the cool guy from the first one to clever girl her. Clever girl. Under down. That didn't make any sense because that was how he died. That is true. But uh, anyway, like I said, you know, hey, big, big surprise. Just not bully on those. A <laughs> couple other things. The Rock said in an interview that uh, the Justice Society of America are going to be in the Black Adam movie, which leads you to believe it's going to take place in like the 40s or something like that. Huh. Because the JSA is like the really old school. It's like the Minutemen to the Watchmen. Yeah, basically. If that, may- if that makes yeah. any sense. Yeah, there's like Stargirl and... Uh, there's a guy with a, a mask. Our man. Is that it? Our man. Uh, you couldn't tell. I can't remember all of them off the top Could of my head. Could not tell you. Outside my purview. But I think that's kind of cool. If they're going to 
do an older Black Adam movie. So, I mean, it'll probably because I think Black Adam Shazam are gonna have eventually a movie where they're in it together, hopefully. But this is gonna tell the story of Black Adam, and I assume Black Adam gets defeated or put away somehow. Yeah, and then so he can be in Shazam. In Shazam two, no, it'd probably be two. But Shazam two has got to be closer than I don't know if they've even started it. Will be or Black Adam movie. Black Adam is like twenty twenty three or something like that. I don't know. Time and space are a mystery. I don't know. My yeah. my feelings on it is that you'll get a. They've got to be relatively well into production on a Shazam two because Shazam Shazam did good. Yeah. Shazam along with Aquaman and uh, Wonder Woman are the viable DC products, so they're definitely going to keep those going. Well, also Batman. I mean, Batflick kind of fizzled. Yeah, but he didn't have his own solo movie. Yeah, well. The Christopher Nolan movies made so much money, and the Joker made so much money. So the Bat universe, even though it's not my favorite, I don't dislike Batman at all, but I'm not like the Batman crazy people. I'm just saying that currently... Currently, they're successful stuff. Because by the time uh, Spider-Man 3... Spider-Man 3 fizzled, so they stopped doing that. And that was when they built they built a whole universe that was like, you know, we can actually do this without making Spider-Man the focus. Right. Which, I mean, I don't blame them for thinking that because Spider-Man was the biggest Marvel character. So, and same thing. We can do... I mean, the MCU has been, what if we took... What if we took out the two things that seemed to only be bankable? The two things in Marvel that were bankable was Spider-Man and X-Men. Mm-hmm. And they built a whole franchise without having to use those, really. I know. It's it's always good to remind people when you look at, oh, these movies coming up. I don't even know some of the characters. You know, like Nova. Who's Nova? Well, I mean, Iron Man, C-list character mm-hmm. at best. Mm-hmm. Captain America would probably be. Captain America was pretty popular. So was the Hulk. But everybody else in there, Black Widow, you know, nobody knew anything about Black Widow or, or Hawkeye, really, unless nobody, you read the comics. Still nobody knows anything about that. I know, but but they made them viable characters, you know what I mean? Yeah. So what they're going to do in Phase 4 going forward, I think they probably are going to be pretty successful. Just, just make sure you have Disney Prime so you can keep up on everything. Disney Plus. Don't get Disney Prime. Don't get Disney Prime. That's a that's a, that's a a fake, like, uh, dark web version probably <laughs> Disney Prime Run. no Run. I'm not going to do that alright uh, one other thing uh, Noah Hawley yeah did he, Fargo and um, Legion Legion he is going Both to write and direct a new Star Trek movie sure okay I don't are know we, I don't know if it includes the current cast yeah, are we still in that or we, I don't know I don't know if they're going to use Chris Pine in that whole cast or if they're going to There's so much redo Star Trek it. out there at this point. How well is how well are the is the new stuff uh What is the newest one called? Enterprise Into was the one darkness? with Darkness? Uh, oh, no, you no. need the the series on uh, CBS. What is that one called? All Access? <laughs> Star Trek All Access. That's I can't remember about. what it's called cuz I haven't seen it even though I really 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 want to see it, but I haven't seen it. And then Picard is also coming out. Criminy. And I want to see that. So I think when P- Picard are we, comes on, I'll probably get it for a couple months so I can burn through all of those. Are we far enough from the next generation that they could make a reboot movies of that? I mean, you can come up with your own cast, too. You have the structure. You have, you know, the the ships and the fleet. and I mean, it, it's all there. You don't need to necessarily redo all new or uh, the same characters over and over again. 
I wouldn't redo Next Generation. Because Next Generation was never mainstream. So the fans of Next Generation are like super fans. You know what I mean? Next Where, Generation was pretty main. I mean, that's how you get I don't the think cards. it was. <laughs> I don't think it was mainstream. Especially at the time. It was... It was a small group of people that really loved it. I have, I guess I have no way of knowing. <laughs> I mean, people watched it casually every once it, in a while, but... They made, like, four movies out of those? Yeah. That's pretty mainstream. Yeah, but I don't think any of them were, like, box office hits. I think uh, the Borg one did really well. I'm not putting them down. probably did really well, but if you want to... I'm not putting them down, but Star Trek has never been Star Wars and far, you know, as far as pop culture goes. I and I like I, them both. I have no damn idea. But I think the original series was more just because of the reruns on Saturday mornings, and it was also on CBS. I think that was a little more like pop culture-y. Well, so to, to remake that kind of made sense. Next Generation has become a pop culture mainstay, I'd say, at this point. In a way that none of the other series that they've done have. Okay. I'm not saying it's not in pop culture. Nine is like the really hardcore good one, but, you know, who would ever know? But I don't think the characters are well known enough that they're worth rebooting. In uh, Without pissing. Because if you reboot it and you miscast it those hardcore fans are going to be mad and not go see it. Is that, you see what I'm saying? And there's not enough just casual people that are going to go, well, let's go check it out to make up the difference. So why not just start from scratch, have a whole new uh, set of characters that has nothing to do with, I mean, you can still have references to, well, I remember one time James Kirk on this planet here or whatever. Just start from scratch, have some fun with it, create new characters. Get some new aliens. I guess we'll see. But maybe they're just going to do another Chris Pine one. I don't know. And I'm fine with that because I like those movies. But rebooting, I don't know. Rebooting Next Generation is interesting. But I think if you do it wrong, you'll make all the hardcore fans wrong. I have no idea what they do at this point. I don't know. Like uh, Star Trek Sally Forth or whatever the last one was is like... (laughs) I don't think it did super great. What was it? It was Beyond? Star Trek Beyond, right? Was it Beyond? I think it was Beyond. Into Darkness was the second one, right? Yeah, Into Darkness was... Yes, I guess it was Beyond. Benedict Cumberbatch. And I think Beyond was Idris Elba is the bad guy. that was... That was true. I did... I did... I... Apparently, my brain is shutting down. I do remember them saying that they would not recast Chekhov. That they would just write him out or... Okay. Maybe say he okay. died and maybe have a tribute to him in it, but they weren't just going to put a new check off in, which I think is, you know, fitting. Sure. Why not? I don't know. It just <laughs> making things is so, Hey, entertainment nihilist, Jake doll. Like, <laughs> what, what are we even doing here? Stop. I don't know. The reason that we're making a new Star Trek because it's still a bankable thing. I hope they don't recast late to the party with Travis Tate anytime soon. Oh, Hey, between the two of us, I am the one that has the most to worry about. It being recast. <laughs> I don't know. My my brain is shutting down apparently. So so uh, I just don't. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what I want anymore. Trap. I don't. Noah Holly. I really like both Fargo and uh, Legion. I've really enjoyed both those things. So it's a guy that I like being charge put in charge of something that I can find entertaining. 
I just want to be entertained by really cool stuff. And, you know, sometimes stuff works out and that's great. And sometimes it doesn't. Eh, I'm not offended by stuff that wasn't 100% great. As long as they tried really hard. As long as they tried really hard. I'm going to go. I'm going to try and go. giving out participation trophies to movies? (laughs) (laughs) Why not? (laughs) You know what? Everybody bashes on participation trophies until your kid takes second. And then you're like. Where's his trophy? He tried really hard too. I'm, I'm I just firmly, did a Brian Regan voice. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> Sorry, Brian Regan. <laughs> I'm firmly in the camp. Of, I, I've told you before. I got participation trophies as a kid. We all knew we lost. Right. I mean, it, there's pros and cons to both. It is. I don't think a child's uh, entire like uh, what's the word I'm looking for. Uh, life should be determined by what they did on a sports field you know hopefully the parents explain this is a game this is supposed to be fun if you're good at it great if you're not you'll probably be good at something else hopefully that's explained but if a kid is actually like i don't know depressed because they didn't win and a participation trophy helps them a little cope with it then i'm fine with it no, Travis, what's supposed to happen is that you lose <laughs> and it makes you determined to be better and well, then you be better and earn that trophy, which is something that only happens in movies. But I would also I would also say and I agree with that, the only if somebody's gonna be great at something, it will motivate them even if they got a participation trophy. I think the participation trophies are for the kids that don't care as much. You know what I mean? So they don't feel like a loser. But when I was a kid, if I took second at something, or even now as an adult, if I take second at something, it's going to motivate me to be first next time. You know what I mean? I will say... So even a participation trophy now, I wouldn't care about. We have spoken on this subject before. As someone who was very bad at sports as a kid and who really wanted to be good at them, but for whatever reason, (laughs) just could not pull it together to be good at sports and was maybe damaged for competition through being so depressed at how bad they were... You know, I didn't I didn't learn anything out of being bad, Travis, other than I just can't. I look at like uh, when my oldest son played soccer. I think he was kindergarten or first grade. It was the only year he, he did any sports. And he spent most of the time like pulling grass. Like he was not interested at all. <laughs> but I think he got a ribbon at the end of the season. And he was like ecstatic that he got a ribbon. He's like, I don't even know why I got this, but this is cool. I got a ribbon. He was proud of the ribbon. Participation trophies for me was kind of like a marker of time as much as getting your photo taken with the team. It was to say like, well, I was playing I was playing soccer in 1989. Right. This trophy says so. I honestly think at first when participation trophies started happening, I was against it until I started seeing people rant about precipitation. Pers- per- you got it. Participation trophies. A precipitation trophy is an entirely different thing. Isn't it just... Look, man, do we... But when I... Was, how do you feel about the concept of employee of the month? I mean... That's a participation trophy. Is it, Does it involve money? Like a gift certificate or something if like that? If it's a parking spot, who cares? But coming from... you know, Look. And I never got how it. Many, how many jobs have you been in where your employee of the month is kind of a circulate, like a rotating thing that's like basically they just try like who haven't we given this to good job right. you're still here and where i work now doesn't have that we don't we're not acknowledged as people for the most part 
participation trophies were just a anyway it was easy to point to and say this is what made the right. kids bad well right when people started ranting against it and acting like it was a huge problem then i was like hmm i don't think i'm like that guy so maybe i should relook at this and see and you know what they don't actually hurt anybody telling a kid here's a trophy you didn't win but here you go feel good about yourself they I don't see a huge issue with that. I'm a strong proponent of anything that helps kids get to adulthood dealing with as little anxiety and depression as possible. Right. But you know what? Somebody who is really hardcore about something, like I can, I'm going to go back to me. I can have a really good set or people walk away going, you know, after the set, like that was great, man. You, you killed. And I'd be like every single time I'm like, nah, I screwed this one joke up or I forgot to add this tag on the end. And that's all I can think about. Or I was I looked at one guy in the crowd and he was not laughing or this one lady was on her phone. Yeah. So if you're supposed to be really good at something, you're gonna have that natural drive and other kids getting participation trophies are not gonna diminish your drive at all. So that's why I don't care. If kids get participation trophies, first of all, they should make it a word that's easier to say for me. <laughs> that's the first thing. But it's not going to take away from the kids that are actually going to make it to the NFL or the NBA. Yeah, Nobody did. Like, I would have gotten drafted, but everybody in my sixth grade class got a trophy, even though they took fifth place. That's not a real thing. So I don't know why people care. I, hey, I'm with you. Rant complete. Yeah. All right. So if you have any thoughts about rants <laughs> later to the tater that was almost like papa john's rant <laughs> there will be a day of reckoning for participation mine was like way better though mine was pro kid you also did not you were not wet and frank stallone like when you did it <laughs> uh if you have any thoughts on frank stallone's career later to the tater at gmail.com is our email address we love hearing from people if uh, you have eaten 30, or excuse me, 40 pizzas in the last 30 <laughs> days, we would invite you to like, or excuse me, to subscribe to our podcast, give us five stars, and then as your review, describe to us what that many pizzas in a one month feels like. <laughs> Seems like a lot of G's and H's and B's in There's there. There's some R's in there, too. Okay, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know what? Just do the, please do those things. Like I said, subscribe. The stars, the reviews, they help us get seen. Please tell your friends. We're just looking to get the word out there. Yeah, spread us out. So, yeah, spread us out. <laughs> Wasn't that a Motley Crue song? It should have been. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, at any rate, uh, going through all the hits, Blue Wave Theory does our music. We really appreciate the usage on that. Heck yeah. Uh, you can follow me at Travis Tate Funny on Instagram and Twitter and on Facebook. I have a comedian page, but you can also just friend me. On my regular page, too. So Keep up with him. Yeah. Please do. I usually post when I'm doing shows, and especially if I'm going to head out of town or something like that. So. Any uh, future shows you'd like to throw out there? Um, future? No. Not not right now. It's kind of week to week at this point. I'm going to be super busy during the next month or so. so. So I don't know how many shows I'm actually going to even ask to do. I mean, hopefully hopefully the you know the weather's not too bad and I can get done a decent time and do some shows because I love doing shows every week. But, I mean, realistically, if I'm rushing to get to the show and I'm possibly going to be late, then that's not super fun. So we'll see how it works out. I'm crossing my fingers that I will get to continue doing shows through the month of December. Well, good luck out there, <laughs> Travis. I really want it. All right. For... 
participation trophies everywhere. That's right. This has been Late to the Party with Travis Tate. I'm Jake. And I'm Travis Tate. And better Tate than never.